he's in the best shape of like any human. And he's, I don't even know how old Michael is now. He's 94 years old, Michael. And he's um, look, ripped. Looks ripped. Fantastic. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Theory. Hey, everybody. What's the word? How are we doing? All right. All right. It's theory time. And uh, we're going to be rolling right into a Reaper Reviews because that's kind of what's going down. And um, on today's ep today, we're doing uh, we're jumping into season three for the first time. So it's season three. This is probably one of the, you know, top five most requested episodes. And now I know why. So it's season three, episode three, caregiver. And, uh, I'm going to go join my, my cohort, my co-host, my man about town, uh, Kim Coates. So without further ado, let's go sit down with my fellow human. You're back. Are we back? You're back. You're back in your different room. I'm, oh, me back, person. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm back with my my fucking beautiful painting here in Western Canada. Kyla, my oldest, she uh, had an incredible three weeks here in mm-hmm. Western Canada. Back in L.A. now, mm-hmm. so I got my room back. Oh yeah. I was out. I was outside for a while. You remember that? Yes, last I week, do. Of course, before. I remember the trees in the back. And and now that I'm back, I want to know. Where are you, Theo Rossi? Look at where it. are you? Well, I'm in uh, I'm in Canada. <laughs> I'm in Canada, and um, and red and white, red and white, right here. Here's look the at flag. This. There's red. There's white. Welcome, I mean, buddy. How's the room look? I'm I, I'm, I'm in a hotel look, room. <laughs> you look fabulous. Can I just get that out of the way? Canadian side. Are you getting ready to start filming? You get a little stash going on. Your hair's looking good. No hat today. No hat. Um, I have to. Uh, we just discussed this morning what I'm going to be doing with this disaster of a facial hair and what we're going to do with this hair. And, uh, and I'm going to be doing it tomorrow uh, how you, as, how you, as we start to film soon. How how you feeling? Do you want to, you want, you know, should I call Tommy up to give you any, any tip, tips about it? My, yes. Me and the hair. Should I give you any lessons at all? Are you all right? It's funny. Cause you're taking me right into something I want to do besides the fact that I'm, I'm broadcasting now from glorious Canada in a very awkward position. I'm trying not to catch the popcorn on top of the fridge. I'm trying not to shoot into the bathroom. I'm trying. <laughs> I can't. You've got the restraints around you. We've got a lot of grizzly bears up here in Canada. You got to be, you know, got to be ready for anything, Theo. And I'm in a different part of Canada, way different than you. Yeah, you sure are. You're way, you're way, we're way East and I'm way West, eh? Yeah, I tell you that. I got put sorry, my, I, almost got to put I, my toque on soon when it gets cold out. I'm sorry I missed you. I know exactly where you are. We can't give your no. longitude and latitude to, to everybody, all, no. the, all the crazies out there. But no. <laughs> I know where you are, and I miss you by, for the fans who don't know, I was doing a movie mm-hmm. uh, just outside of Toronto, one of the first ones back for COVID, certainly in Eastern Canada. BC is doing a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Then Eastern Canada, but Eastern Canada started to pick up. I missed you by a week. I missed you by five days. And I'm, I know you had to quarantine. You had to quarantine, yeah. right? Yeah. I so I'm, I, in it. I'm in it right now. This you're is in it right now. This is day 10. Oh, wow. You got four more to go. Yeah. Bobby Orr, four more to go, baby. Bobby Orr. 
potentially the best hockey player ever. I just had a I just had a talk with someone here who's a former uh, pro hockey player. He's yeah. uh, he's uh, he's engaged to one of the cast members, and uh, he's hockey's his life now. And we had the argument. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about about hockey. No, proven on our last episode. <laughs> but he said why Bobby Orr was the best, and this is again. I'm going to get into hockey stuff for a minute. The lines come out, and it's a plus or minus on the line. And Bobby Orr's line was like plus 134 in one season or something like that. And it was because every time he's on the line, he's like scoring. Um, so well, and, and, and he's also not letting goals in. See, a plus Correct. and minus, it's based on, uh, on any, any, any points you have, a goal or an assist, and then yes. any points when you're on the ice that they score against you. So if his plus minus is in the 134, that's just – it's unheard there, of. That's yeah, crazy. they said there's nothing even close. So again, this is a guy who used to play for a bunch of different teams. So I had a full-blown hockey talk. I used everything you ever told me in this talk, and I felt like I could hold my own. I can't support it. I wasn't there. I don't know what you said, so I can't support it. But yes. good for you. But but speaking of the, the, the facial hair, we have to do some house cleaning because I want people to understand. Oh, do we have? We do. And here's, here's <laughs> what we're going to do. Okay, before we get into this episode, which I'm starting to almost forget what they're called, but this one is a one that everyone asked for, and it's called caregiver. But before we get into that, here's my house cleaning. I do read the comments. I do see what everyone says. So good I, at that. I You're do. so good at that. And it's because I always believe that if I read things and if I take them in and if I absorb them, I can make things better in certain ways. But let's talk about some things that have been said multiple times. One person said, I have a hard time focusing because Theo's mustache is uneven. You know what? <laughs> I can't do anything about that. Yours is even. I I'm can't not, I'm not bad. That. I'm not bad. I got to tell you, you strive for perfection. It's all over I'm, the place. It, it, you know, it, your, your stash is everywhere. Does it move? Is it real? Is it's it real? Wow. But I have to grow it out for work because I don't know what they're going to do. So I can't no. control what's happening no. here. No. If you're Stash not paying away. attention to the show because of this. I'm looking, I'm looking at your eyes. Thank I'm you. looking at your Theo Rossi eyes. Thank you. That's what I'm doing. But your stash does move a little bit. <laughs> so that's number one. Number two, and this is a big one. Why don't you guys go in order like every other show? Why don't before you, just- you before before you answer that? Yeah, because you're gonna answer it. Yeah, I get that. Like you do way more social media than I do. I'm mm-hmm. all, I'm only on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I and I, I do the best I can on that that beautiful social media. I get asked that all the time. So do you want to take this? Please take yeah. it. Okay. First of all, Sons of Anarchy is anarchy. We don't do things the normal way. That's number one. It is anarchy, just like the order of our shows is anarchy. Number two, we have never really seen the shows except for the premieres here and there. This is so much more interesting to us to not know what happened before and to guess. It helps the conversation. It helps my brain. And I enjoy it. And if I enjoy it. Helps it helps the humor. It helps the humor of all this because everything. the fans know way more about the show than we do. But so we were there. We lived. We were there. So. We were there. So if they, if we enjoy doing it this way, you're going to enjoy doing it this way. The people That's who listen. Right. If we start to not enjoy it, and we're just like, oh, okay, well, we know what happened right before that, and that, guess what? These birds are flying I'm, away. 
And I'm, if, if, if I may, I'm kind of bored already just thinking about it. Why would we – now, what we have done, you and I, this is your show. I'm, I'm just your sidekick, mm-hmm. happily. But what we've decided – have you told the world what we th- are thinking about? The like one the first three. three the fr- yeah. One through three? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You tell them. Tell them again. So, well, so, so, so basically, when you have 92 shows of Sons of Anarchy that were such a uh, massive hit around the world and, and Theo Rossi with Theory – the podcast comes up with this idea of you and I sharing uh, these tales with people on, on every show. We're going to concentrate on the first three years right now. First three years, that's 39 shows. It's a lot of shows. I don't know what number we're on now this Wednesday, but we're... Don't know. Don't know? It doesn't matter because we have so much fun doing them. So once we get through these 39 and we keep expanding our wings, think about this, peeps. Then we have season four, five six and in the final season seven so no matter how theo decides to do this after these first three seasons it's gonna be fucking epic we're never doing them in order and here's why because most of the people who are listening and who are watching your short debonair hair and my apparently messed up mustache they're watching because they've already seen it so they can go jump in and watch the episode and then jump out, right? You can jump around because right? you already know right. what's going to happen. You've already right. seen it. Right. That's 99% of the people have already seen the show. Okay. So just not to, I don't want to stay on this too long. This is more exciting because now what I'm doing is before they come on, I tell people upcoming is yeah. Yeah. caregiver and the next yeah. week one. And I tell them, so it's already out there. People know. Okay. Do people know what we're doing next week already? Oh, they do. But I'm not going to say it. NS? Well, you just said it. Okay, yes, NS. Sorry, I I asked you. You said they do, so. They do. It's the best. It's my favorite episode of the entire series. Whoa. Whoa. So, but right now we're on caregiver. So that's that's number two. Let me think, was there anything else? Um, I can think. Oh, the sound. The sound thing. Okay. And, and. Small tears versus small cares. See, let's talk about that right now. See, Theo, this is how much you and I know about the titles of these shows, yeah. right? I'm I'm a Tinder Tinder Sticks fan. If you've never heard them, they're a band from England. They're amazing Tinder Sticks, and they have a small song called. It's not a small song. It's an amazing big song called Tiny Tears. So right away, this is small tears. I thought so. I went right mm. to tears, but Someone said to you and me, I don't think it's tears, fellas. No. I think it's tears. Okay. So there you go. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> we learn a little every day I'm from just saying, people. I'm just saying, who cares? In the grand scheme of things, who cares? Because guess what? It. Guess what? They both work. <laughs> there was a lot of tears in that show. A lot we of know tears. that. You, and tears. And Guess tears. what? Who cares? <laughs> so this is the stuff that we're focused on. <laughs> I love it. Okay. And then, and then the last one was, oh, your sound. Kim's yelling. Oh, you yeah. sound soft. Yeah. Kim's yelling. I said, guys, we literally did this on a whim. The fact that I even have a microphone in this, this is not CNN or MSNBC. We're, we're, I'm in a, 
I'm in a fucking hotel room in a remote part of Canada. What, what, what with, with, with bears licking at chocolate at your door right now. And I'm in Western Canada trying to find my water ski. I mean, we don't have uh, studios, people. This isn't, it's 2020. People are remote. Please. What are we doing? So maybe one day, if we have a, a Reaper Review studio, you, you know, with, with bikes and, 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 and all this stuff, and we're in there, it'll sound oh, perfect. Yeah. So if it doesn't sound perfect, just let it go and go. enjoy. I'm a little loud. He was a little soft. Sometimes <gasps> I'll go a little softer. You'll go louder, and we'll enjoy. We're trying. The audio one, by the way, on the audio version, the way podcasts are 99.9% listened to, the sound is perfect. It's even. It's on the video version. But why do we do the video version? Because look at Kim. Look at me. <laughs> look, look at, at this. Look at my hair. Look at your mustache. This Please is crazy. don't fight it. This is Desi Arnaz in the flesh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. So, Hi, buddy. I'm good. How are you? Good. You ready? Yeah. I got to bring my notes up. Oh, yeah. Let me get my notes Oh, by ready. the way. By the way. By the way. First episode we've ever looked at in season three. Exciting. I've I given remember season I, I, three a lot of shit when I've talked. I yeah, you know, and and season three, as we all know now, uh, peeps, you beautiful people out there listening and watching, season three was the Irish season. It was the getting back the baby season. It was a finale that we'll we'll talk about next week. That is. Uh, up there with every TV show that's ever been done, I think. Uh, this show that we're talking about today is, is pretty special because uh, Caregiver. Okay, here we go. I'm on the run with Gemma. I mean, let's Gemma go. Island. Get into it. Remember Gemma Island? Yeah. Yeah, Gemma so, Island, for, for, for people who don't know, um, we, we on Sons of Anarchy, we've talked about jackals. We've talked about when we all get together in church. We talked about the solo scenes and two or three or four scenes. Like you, you and I, we talked about that fourth show of season one mm-hmm. when you and I got to do all our stuff together. Sometimes you really want to be in an island with another actor on a show that has so many incredible actors like this, right? So on season three, this is our first podcast talking about season three. I'm just going to give a little bit of an update, if I may. Um, I got a call from from Kurt Sutter uh, before season three started and just said uh, – we're going to Ireland. Um, you're not coming. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I went, well, no, that's not happening. Because if the boys and girls, I'm, I'm coming. He goes, no, no, you're, you're going to be kind of with Gemma and Tara and Unser. And I started to realize, you know what, maybe, and he said, it's going to be better for Tig, better for the show, better for you. And he was right. So I went on Gemma Island for these first three or four shows here of season three. And what that means is, my stuff's with her. Most of it's with her. And to be with Katie night after night, day after day, I mean, you know, we'll get into it with Hal Holbrook, how amazing he was, her dad in the show. Uh, to watch, to be able to be, and I know you're like this, Theo. Mm. I would watch some of your shit all the time. You'd watch some of my, all the time, even when we're not, we'd go and watch mm-hmm. certain scenes because mm-hmm. it was just so much fun to see what the other guys and girls were doing, right? To watch uh, Holbrook and, and, and Gemma do their stuff was really fun for me. So that's what Gemma Island is. And that's yeah, and stuck. also, if I may expand on that, you have to understand this. As the club, you're always with the club. So you're yeah. always all together. 
I went on Juice Island for season four, five, six, and seven. I was gone. I would never see you guys. And the way filming works is you would come in and work. It was really, and I was gone. It, it, but it was it was more and more. It wasn't all. You weren't quite on Juicy Pants Island. All of four, some of it, but some four or five, more and six, and then seven. You were just gone. But so to bring sad up caregiver. But to bring up caregiver. Yeah. You were gone. You and yeah. I was. We were so used to all hanging out and all being together. And obviously, we know at the end of season three and all that, but. Up until now, you were kind of with us all the time, unless you were with Clay. And here you are, you're just not with us. And there was always this weird moment, and I know you understand this, where you'd be like, hey, wait a second, we're all together. Where's Tig? I know. Where's Juice? Where's, oh, they're not here. That's right. During another Pi- part Piney of Charlie. Piney, we were used to, Piney wasn't always with us. We were used to him not being there. But everyone else is supposed to be with us. Yeah. Yeah. So- that's Caregiver. Another fun fact about Caregiver, Billy Gerhardt directed it. Billy Gerhardt directed you and I in CSI Miami when you threw me <laughs> in the pool. I'm getting a lot of people who go back to that now, Theo. Now that we're doing this podcast, there's a lot of people who are pulling up you, me, and Goggins. Goggins was all awesome. he was. That amazing? Think about it's that. amazing. And Think Billy about Gerhardt that. directed it. Billy Gerhardt Think directed the lion's share amazing. of Sons episodes. Me, you, Venus, Kim, yeah. Tig, Juice, Venus in the same episode of CSI Miami with a guy who directed some of the most Sons of Anarchy episodes ever. How weird is that? It's, it's actually really cool. In fact, when we went on set with Billy, as you'll remember, uh, here's you looking completely not Juice. Here's me looking completely not Tig. Goggins, this is pre-Venus. And here's Billy with his arm around you and me going, hey, boys, hey, boys. And the whole crew was like, well, they knew me. They knew you, yeah. but to see the director yeah. and then they realized, Oh wow. He directed them in sun. Like there's a, there's a real bond that this show as the way had for not only actors, directors, producers, sound people. Yep. When people found out they worked on sons, that was a big thing. That was a big thing. And they, and they used to wear those jackets everywhere that showed. So into the notes, here's what I needed for this one, which was really good for me. Here I am in Canada in quarantine and I'm sitting here and I'm watching the preview on this one was epic. Epic. The preview gave me. <laughs> I, I, I had to watch it twice, Theo. I'm going, here's the only problem I had with the preview. Please. Your naked ass right away so, was in the preview. So hard it to watch. It is whiter than printing paper. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God Gwyneth, who directed that, kept it short. Not everything in the shot short, people. But the scene itself was short. You get my meaning? Short. You, oh, I got it. You were on I, the preview. Was you on the side of the bed? You had gotten shot. What I've come to find out again, I don't remember any of this. So again, right where you were, you weren't there. Comments, I don't fucking remember any of this. Well, you I, was shot, fu- I was. You fucking, were shot by Hal Holbrook. There. You were there, and you were shot by Hal Holbrook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why? Why were you shot by him? Just so I know. Be, I just get, and we'll talk about it when we do those shows. But Monique Kernan, who played Amelia, yes. the, the caregiver, caregiver, there you go, the, the caregiver. You're saying it right too. I'm saying, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm saying it right. Amelia, she played Amelia. Monique was amazing in the previous show. In the second episode, we get it on. We'll talk more about that when we do mm-hmm. that show. We get it on. And Hal Holbrook, who we're going to mm-hmm. discuss in this episode. 
He's got dementia, Alzheimer's. He thinks his wife is still alive. She's not, but she hasn't been alive for a long time. And he's hearing these sounds and he's getting confused. And he maybe thinks his wife's in trouble. And um, he cracks open the door and he decides to just shoot this guy. Wow. And I get shot a lot in the show. Uh, get my ass bit a lot yeah. in the show. Yeah. So that was just another, uh, you know, Tracy and her group and Michelle, our hair and makeup, just put the bullet hole on my shoulder. I'm used to it. But I was buck ass naked. That oh, day. yeah. No, I know. Because I know from the previous. White it ass. was what I had to see right away. Yeah. And and remember, I'm on quarantine. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> the last thing I want to see is. <laughs> Nightmares for this you. fax paper ass <laughs> in my fed. So, okay. So. The episode starts off with one of my favorite actors, Michael Beach. I could talk about him forever. I'm just such a huge fan of Beach. One, he's in the best shape of like any human. And he's, I don't even know how old Michael is now. He's 94 years old, Michael. And he's um, look, ripped. Looks ripped, fantastic. And may I just add to what you're saying? As you remember with those uh, Hogs for Heart charities mm-hmm. that we did with Kyla and raised so much money for Tanzania and those little kids who had nothing. Michael Beach was one of our our, our um, hosts. He uh, talked to everybody. He, he told people where the silent auction was. He was so uh, good at that and uh, kind. He's a really good actor. He's a really good man. Love him. And a badass biker, by the way. Rides Love. the hell out of motorcycles. Literally rides the hell out of him. The real deal. Like the real one deal. One-niners, yeah. The cast to the real deal. Is that the one-niners? No. One-niners, one-niners. baby. No, I think not. so. It's not the oh, they're not? With no. Michael Beach? No. Who are they? One Niners are purple, and that was with Leroy. These guys Who are, are orange and black are their colors. Uh, I have no my idea. bad. My yeah, bad. Wrong. So before you people go bananas in the comments, we don't know. Oh, no. I need to step on my, you know what, right off the bat. Okay. okay. You I- just did. So what now it starts off with him. Shit. I realized this in that scene. This is what I said. Um, at the heart of Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. It's always about guns. Every deal. It's always about guns. Making gun deals again. Again. We're always making gun deals. That's what we do. Right? Okay. Not not very well, obviously, because we keep making them. And we never have money. And we we never (laughs) (laughs) You're taking it's like we called each other last night. Why do we not have two two sticks to rub together? We're broke. We're always never have money. No money. Like, they're like, hey, it's going to be like $6. We're like, oh, my God. Okay, we're going to have to go do a run. I'm like, six bucks. Nobody has six bucks. And no, and Boone's wife, Precious, that's, that's been a couple of episodes yeah. earlier. Pre- Precious, he can't afford to buy her a cup of coffee. Like, wh- what are we doing? Where's our what money? Kind of, what kind of group are we? What kind of organized crime group are we that we never have money? Okay. No cash. Okay. So, able missing. And the dude saying Intel lying about Vancouver and all that. Okay. I, I have a couple of questions here. Yeah. Abel went missing at the end of 213. Correct. We'll get, we'll get to that. This episode is episode, uh, season three, episode three. Correct. Uh, what we know is that Callum uh, Hayes or whatever it is, I'm probably saying that wrong, took Abel at the end of this. I'm trying to catch my brain up to where we are. And now we're getting this intel that's saying he's in Vancouver and, yeah. and Jax is going to go to Vancouver, right? But then yeah. the camera cuts and now we're going, we're in, we see an island and we see the ultimate beast of an actor, Jimmy Cosmo, 
who is James James Cosmo is the real fucking deal, and I, I know you remember this, but and this is the first time you and I are talking about the Irish really mm-hmm. on the show. Mm-hmm. And here's James and and Paula Malcolmson. She's just like from she was born in Belfast. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's the real deal, and those two together are as good as it gets. And James would come outside, remember, and guys would be puffing a little bit or talking a little bit, and he never he never came into any circle. We went to his. He's just done it all, that guy. And he was pure and committed and, oh, fuck. He was funny. a big guy, Braveheart, you know, been in a million things, right? Everybody knows him from Braveheart, but he's a big, there are certain people, Piney, we always talk about, right? Opie, you know, um, it's like that Brendan Gleeson, just big guys that like, they're just big. And and the thing about being on movie sets, and you can know this, is most people are kind of slight. So when you see someone that's really big, you're like, whoa, Cosmo's a big dude. Jimmy, how you doing? You good? <laughs> Do you want me to talk in a, in a dialect for you? Because I can't. I was in Waterworld. Are you okay? You need something. No, I'm good. So, okay. So he's there. He's the greatest. Um, now, you with no shirt on again. Here we are. Can I, can I, can I just gonna say one thing about that? About that. I, I went, oh, boy. When, when Jimmy says to Paula, um, he says, this can't be about your love for mm. his grandfather. So for the first time for me, again, call me wrong, but I, for the first time for me, I'm, I'm, I'm listening, watching the show going, wait, um, Paula, um, who plays Maureen, who yeah. we're just talking about, she gets told by Jimmy, this can't be about your love for that baby's grandfather. That's John Teller. Took me about so, 10 minutes to figure that out, but yes. I I forgot about that. And I'm Me going, too. holy shit. Here we go with all of the world watching this crazy, beautiful show in the third season. And now we're going to get some, wait, John Teller's love for the club. John Teller's love for Gemma. John Teller's love for, and now she loved him. Oh, wow. Here we go. That's all yeah, I had to okay, say. Okay, No, I, I want to stay there for a second because I'm glad you brought that up. Um, Obviously. I didn't remember that at all, right? That's part of the deal. I think I blacked a lot of the Irish season <clears throat> out of my mind just because I there were so many. And just to bring up that season, there were so many guest stars. There were so many people on the show. The call sheets were like- Holy shit, do you remember like, that? So long. So many. You know, and the and what I what we mean by that for anybody that's you know in, in the acting thing is like you know let's say Charlie's number one and so and so's number two and so and so's number three and then that's how many people are in the episode you'd see like one hundred and four you'd be like what how many people are in this episode and it would be because there were so many people when we were in the Ireland uh, Belfast stuff when you guys went to Ireland when you did the Belfast stuff with Can't the SOA club over there, they have their, they have their sergeant at arms. They have their VP. They have their treasurer. They have all their guys. Then you have, have the Russians, prospects. the IRA guys, the, the you know, Lynn shit. and his crew. You have so many people. Crazy. Okay. So now in that scene with Maureen, again, like you, I went, Oh, more letters. She was with JT. Okay. They had a relationship, and and we'll touch on that all you know later down the road, and when we get into these other episodes. But here's my question, because I think it was, maybe it wasn't. Yeah, no, it was this episode, but we'll get to it, and it's about the dude Andrew McPhee, the 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 Sons of Anarchy guys over there. I think that's his name, but I I, I don't yeah. want to get there yet. So that's Marine, fine. so Marine is there with Jimmy uh, Cosmo, 
And he's going to take the baby apparently and says, it's going to go to like a good family. And she's having a hard time giving this baby up because of her love and her relationship with JT. Yeah. She's incredible. Now back to where I was here. You are with no shirt again. And here's what's funny. Whenever someone has no shirt on, you have to get all your tattoos done. So, which means you got to go in, you got to get them all done. You got to get whatever. So you had that big, you know, the all black, you know, son's tattoo. Kurt picked that out on you know, my first day, you know, yeah. like he just, cause I was recast. Remember we talked about that in the pilot. So there was tattoos were just take, just go. I go, yeah, good. I like that. I like go. So that there big you black are. One. We never showed that one much. Yeah. You've been shot. You got no yeah. shirt on. Yeah. Here you are shooting without us on your own days. Shirt off. You're the cowboy. Gem- in the Island. Yeah. Island. Right. And Amelia yeah. is now duct taped and in the basement. And we hear it's complicated. Uh, just for my own benefit, because you know I don't care about people who are listening, what they, how they're frustrated. <laughs> what exactly is she duct taped for? Okay, so basically, if I remember correctly, um, there's, there's, there was a uh, uh, $10,000 reward for Gemma, a $10,000, $20,000 reward from the cops. And so when Gemma comes around the corner and in, in the first or second episode, before, just before this one that we're talking about, mm. she comes around the corner and sees Amelia, the beautiful Monique, looking at there's a reward and then Gemma's standing right got there it. got it so Gemma's going hey bitch that was and Emilia's going oh oh no I'm not I'm not gonna do anything well before you know it girls will be girls slap slap smack mm-hmm. now you got some tape on your face right and then she and Gemma takes her down takes her down to the basement Correct. and and that's when and this the whole the whole take thing you were with her and now and you well, weren't I, even supposed to be with her no I wasn't but I, I and I have to say like talk about you know we could have made our own videos like girls hitting girls. I mean, this whole SOA seven seasons, how about girls hitting girls? I mean, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. There's like another slap, a spit, a smack. Tara's down there. Is Tara there at that point? I can't remember. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she I is. I think and, she and showed up. We'll, we'll talk about that oh, later yeah, Tara when does. she shows yeah. up. So, okay. So now she's down in the basement. Then, okay, here we are. We go to, um, we go see Lynn. This is our first time since you and I have been doing Reaper reviews that we decide to see. Good Lynn. actor. Good actor. Great fun actor. Guy. Fun Good guy. guy to be around, man. He had so much fun on that set. He chewed every piece of furniture with Perlman, with Charlie, with me. me. I killed him. You? I killed yeah. him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I shipped them, as they said in Usual Suspects. I'm the one that shipped them. Yeah. That's fucking great. That, well, we'll talk about that when that happens. Lay, anyway. Way down the road. But, he, but he was really good. And when he came on, it was so much fun because he's so good. And he had... Um, his swagger. Thing, yeah. But that's swagger. Exactly, thank you. That's what I was looking for. What I love about his acting is that he's not just giving you uh, information. He's not just giving you exposition. He had like a swagger and a thing to it where you're like, this guy might turn on you in a second. You don't oh, know where yeah, it's coming way, from. He, he did shit like you and I do. Like well, he would lean against you know the wall. He put his arm down. You didn't know he was like a cat. He was like he, ready to coil and not coil. Really good. This actor. guy had swagger. Really good. Really good. So so that was awesome. And then what we realized in that moment is 
Opie has to have that conversation with himself that Lila's a porn star, right? Okay, There's- so I have a que- I have a question for you. Because you were around Opie more in this part of this, this season than me. Yeah. I, I got it written down here. We know that uh, Donna's gone. It was a mistake. It was a sad, sad, sad mistake. And that's just the way the show went for a while, right? There's mistakes and there's repercussions and all that stuff. But Opie's fallen in love with, with Winter, with Lila. Things are happening. But I've got written this down. Like, Opie is not okay with the porn stuff. Like, no. He, he's just not okay. So do, do you think, Theo, like, is that him awakening again, his heart? Like, what, what, do, you, what do you think it is? Please tell it's me. the what, best what line. It, he says it at the end. I don't want to rush to the line, but I have it written down here. And I think it's one of the best lines that uh, I've heard in the show. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast forward to the line I have written is um, he says to her, when he asked her to go do the Oh, thing. yes, he did it in this show. He did. He says, um, I just don't want you to be sad. Yes. And um, I don't want you to turn up sad. And it's because he's sad. And I absolutely love that line. I think it's an incredible line. And um, it's just, it's just, it just shows everything about who he is. And what he doesn't want is anyone to ever hurt like him or lose themselves like he did after Donna. So Lila says to him, and I'm fast forwarding to that line. So when we get to it, Lila says she wants to do porn for Opie. Like I want to do it for Jax. He doesn't have to pay me. You guys will basically keep an extra five grand. Strangely romantic that she says that. I mean, look what we're talking about. She's basically saying, I want to go. Pure, pure, pure love. I'm doing this for you and the club. Right. Because Even I though it's a sexual act. Right, right. And he does not want her to end up sad like him. That's what I wrote. Yeah. So I thought that that's why he is having a problem with the porn stuff. I don't think it's a jealousy thing. I think he doesn't want her hard. I don't think it's a jealousy thing either. I agree. Yeah, um, totally okay. Agree. So that, so that's on the, on the winter stuff and that's, you know, we're in there. And again, I, I wrote this and we talked about this earlier. The club never had money, <laughs> just never had money. And here we are again, please give Zero. us these guns. <laughs> please lend us these guns. Please do this. Please, please. We're, we're, we're really just fucking rolling down this Keystone, mountain. Keystone with... cops. Yeah. What the hell? Don't know what we're doing. So now we go to, and I wanted to talk about this guy. I don't know his name. He's one of my favorite people. He's the nicest guy in the world. I probably Floyd. Should look up. Floyd. Thank you. Floyd. Floyd the barber. He, uh, I should have looked up his name too. And if he's listening, I'm sorry, brother, because yeah. you and I talk a lot on set. Uh, you, you're just yeah. an amazing fucking actor. And he was fun. And he was so happy to be on the show. And in this scene that you're going to talk about, I mean, I, I, I just have to mention this. Like, Piney comes into that, that hair shop, right? Haircutting joint. And uh, everyone's lo- there's three people sitting there, maybe four, but we'll say three. Forget about the guy in the chair. And he's looking at all these people, and 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 he goes, "How much, Floyd? How many? How many? You know, how many?" And Floyd goes, uh, there's a few. I'll get to you in fifteen minutes." I'm thinking to myself, "What? So it's five minutes a haircut? Like, mm-hmm. so three guys are gonna be done in like four minutes? Fastest four minutes? Haircutter in the business? In the business? Floyd's gonna get rid of these three. They walk out, so it doesn't freaking matter. But here's Floyd and Piney. And what does Unser say? Unser says, uh, Unser goes, 
what the fuck did he say? Oh yeah, you you you've got the chair now, or something like that. You, your chair is yours. Anyway, it was very funny scene. Yeah, well, because I'm pretty quick with it, and and uh, the Please. thing, uh, he was actually in six episodes. His name's James. I could call him Jim. Jimmy Carroll. Jim. Right? Jimmy. Jimmy. <coughs> Excuse good, me. Good. Good for you. Thank you. This is and and anybody who's listening, this is me doing research mid show. Yeah. So have some respect for me finding that out. I'd answer yeah. instead of sitting Please. in the wind, I'm here. Here's no. the funny thing. And this is why I always remember Floyd. He was in the pilot. He did five other episodes. He was in six total and he was in the pilot. And then he did a bunch of other ones. No lies. He was in six episodes. He wasn't in the pilot. Don't listen. To okay. Me. He okay. was in the second episode. Okay. And, sure. and, uh, and then he was in up until season four and then we never saw him again. But I always loved Floyd's, and I'm going to tell you why I loved Floyd's. It gave me the charming small town feel. Like we started to kind of lose that charming was like a small town thing. And you remember we used to shoot at that small town, that double charming up by us where we lived? Yeah, up, up, up by uh, Sun. Um, by Dayton's well, house. Yeah, well, that was La Cunada for sure, La Cunada. Oh, but we were all Sunland, Sunland. Sun- it was Sunland. Sunland. We were in Sunland. That's where we did a lot of this stuff. And it was like that small town where you go through the streets. Yeah. And, and, and I was like, that always, Floyd's represented that small town barber. So the scene with Piney is phenomenal yeah. because I guess the town is very mad at us for whatever went down with the white. Super mad. And all that. Again, I don't know. Um, I'm not going to look that up. So I thought that that was, here's why I love Dayton and Piney together. I wrote two old warriors, town, like two old grizzled angriest fuck people <laughs> everything about it and, and we've said this before i mean with with clay and piney and floyd and wayne who plays answer you know wayne answer dayton yeah. and katie they're from the past yeah they were those young hipster 20 year olds and so floyd has known piney his whole life yeah i can only when- hope that i'm older like piney getting a haircut like that like coming in and just you and I should do all these 92 shows when we're 85 years old. Do them again. Yeah. And, and see, go, you, you know what I mean? Just act them out. We'll act them out. Act them out. <laughs> I'll play six roles. You play six roles. It'd be great. So then, okay. So then we get to see for the first time since we've been doing this, Jacob Hale, right? First of all, he has hair like Donnie Osmond. What, what is going on? Jacob Hale is running for mayor. Je- yeah. Who is Jeff? He's, Jeff, who Jeff is Cobbler. It? Yeah, Jeffrey. He's, his I love hair Jeff. Is, he's who, amazing. And he's, who's the character? Yeah, you know, he's just a greasy slime ball that, you know, Hale's brother, right? We just don't want to really like him that much, but that's the way it goes. And he wants to be freaking mayor. And, Is he a business and, guy? Is he a business guy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's not, like a, he's not a government official. I don't think so. <laughs> and why are you asking me? I don't know anything. I mean, I'm just sitting here with a painting behind me talking to you. But I Jeff mean, is an amazing dude. He does all the meditation stuff and all. He's a great guy. Great yeah, guy. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't drink. He's just the best guy yeah. in the world. He's a really cool cat. Okay. And then our but, other but friend. One, Go ahead, but please. one more thing on that scene. Did, did you see how, how Piney clocked Unser talking to Jeff? Like they were on the yep. road, talk, shaking yep. hand, like doing and Piney clocked that. Again, right. another foreshadowing that Sutter does so well in this whole series. Right, because again, the town's upset. Piney's putting everything together. This guy's doing this, all that. 
And then we went when they said, you know, get juice to go talk to Serge. Yeah. <clears throat> that dude's Jeez. amazing. He's an amazing artist, that dude. Um, I remember that day like it was literally yesterday. Um, Tell me about it. Do you remember? I do. I remember, again, it was one of those ones where we built, you know, a set and, uh, and, and it's going to be The Office. And um, the, uh, the guy who played Serge is, a, a, you know, a friend of Kurt's, friend of mine. Like, I'd, I'd known him, you know, through a few things. And, you oh, know, cool, then, cool. And it was, he's the bounty hunter, you know, whatever type guy. And that was one of those days when I remembered, because we were in season three and the show was really popping at that point. I mean, popping. We, we were big. <clears throat> and I would remember I had a talk with his name's Jeff, like how important uh, it was. Like people were nervous when they were guest stars on that show, because when you, especially when you were in the scenes with all the guys with the cuts on, like when we all came in and we all have our cuts on, it became real because you'd see it. Yeah. And it's like, there they are. Those are the guys that I'm hearing all about and you know everyone was talking about and we had such big viewership and you know the oh show was God. big and there's jacks you know there's opie like we were all there so we were all in that scene and i remember just being like hey this is a big scene this is gonna be a great character he can come back which he ultimately did and all that so and and again right. here we are and he gives us that info about vancouver and you know and uh this is the last time they saw him so jacks really just has to find his son, he'll do whatever it takes to, to find him. So then we go back. And this is another thing. This is my favorite. We've talked about it every episode. Let's talk about it again. Here comes Tommy rolling out with the Telemoro shirt on. He's got the sleeves cut off. <laughs> He's Tommied out in every way. The lawyer's I, there. Um, I, yeah, Robin Raggard's there. She's yeah. amazing. She played our lawyer for all those all those years. Calamity Jail in Deadwood. That's great. Yeah, I, I wasn't there. You guys were doing this whole thing. And, and how about Kurt Sutter? That must have been third season, so 2011 when we filmed that. We're now in 2020. The world is a different place now. And we're going through things where you, as I'm looking at my little brother, you are in Eastern Canada, about to shoot your first movie in a while. Because we, we have things going on better in Canada than a lot of countries around the world, certainly better than America. We have less people and we can go on about this forever, but there's no point. We're doing it right up here. And here's Kurt Sutter. Uh, you know, I, I wrote down like when, when Perlman goes, who's up for a Canadian adventure, eh? Like, like, let's go to Vancouver, Canadian adventure. And that's what you're doing right now. Hey. I'm up here right now. Like, this is a Canadian adventure. We care about America. But, we care about the world. But here, you know, it was like nine but, years ahead of us. Before we even get to that part, she yeah. comes in, the lawyer, and basically tells the club. Robin, yeah. Robin, they're going to arrest you guys. You got whatever amount of hours to turn yourself in. So what are you going to do? And... What I loved about that was, and I'm going to, I talk about this a lot in this episode. We had a, first of all, we had a couple of lawyers throughout our son's time, correct? Yeah. Did I think we, we land did. on Robin? Was Robin on no, the until no, the end? We had, no, we had a young guy in that first season, a real young Tom, guy, his good actor. Tom. Yeah. Yeah. He and was then there. He was out. Then he was out because he got a show. When sometimes when you're a guest star and they can't yeah, hold you, you up, you get a show, you're gone. There you go. He got a show. Then she was our lawyer. I think, I think for as long as she could. And again, remember these guest stars, they might be on other shows, so they're not available a week before. Um, 
What I thought, I just want to bring this up for Billy Gerhardt if he happens to listen because I love him. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. She, love you, she Billy. yeah, while she was doing that scene, talking to Chibs, I believe it was Clay and May. I don't remember who else was in that scene. The camera is spinning around the people talking, which I love, right? I love when you're doing a two, two shot, two people talking and the camera spins. It saves so much time for you people listening. If you put a camera and you do the circle, every, you try and time the circle with who's talking, who's talking, who's talking. You did a lot of those. I did yeah. a lot of those. And I found them really exciting because there's no cut. There's no cuts. We're all in it. Everyone's, yeah. everyone's reaction gets a little bit of a nose, a little bit of this. Then when you're talking, you're on, and it just goes like that. Good job, Theo, for pointing that out. And, but here's what's even better, and this is why you know Kurt will always go down as such an incredible writer. She says at the end of it, uh, after Clay says something, she goes, yeah, uh, it spun my head too. And she says a line in reference to, so either Billy or someone who wanted to shoot it read that line and said we should do a spinning thing, or – I never caught kid. that. Good for you. Right. So again, these are the little things I'm looking at. So now Jack says, I'm going to Vancouver. And here's what I brought up. And, and again, don't tell me how we got here because I'm sure they'll tell me in the comments. Jackson Clay are like amazing together at this point. They like really love each other. And like they say it to each other all the time. I love you, son. I love you. This Is this all because of Abel? Uh, that has a lot to do with it. I think that incredible, uh, yeah, I mean, sure, sure. And Gemma, and Gemma admitting, you know, what happened with the white nationalist group, like the whatever, the neo-not, the, the, those. The, the show that maniacs. we covered, the show that we covered, the 10th episode of season two. Yeah. That we covered a few weeks ago. All you and I have been talking about before that show was the animosity and the hate that was coming that we had in prison when we were in prison and the fight between the two guys, Clay and Jax, they're on their way out. When Gemma sacrifices what happened to her to save the club, there was a scene where Jax, when he went around to see his mother and hug her after this incredible, painful, we're all in tears watching. He went beside Clay and touched his arm. And Clay put his hand on Jax's. That was the 10th episode of season two. And they've been We're committed ever since. Pretty much. And think about this. Abel's gone. Abel's been kidnapped. Jax is a mess. For anyone in Clay's position, that whole position that, you know, this is how we get Jax back into my fold. This is one of the ways. His son's gone. He kept that little blue beanie. He took that. We'll talk about that. Mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm, I, you know, mm -hmm. he, took, he took a little blue beanie. I thought mm -hmm. that was amazing. Don't you give up on your son? That whole thing. Yeah, this, is, this has to do and, with But again, it, it, it makes me feel good because I remember for some reason when, they, when, when Clay was like for sure the president and Jax was for sure the VP and they were getting along, maybe it was just my mind. But that was like such a cool time during the show because it was like the club was funny. The club. It was doing funny, funny stuff. And you do that, you, 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 you know, there's so many different lines throughout that I'm noticing all the comedy, especially with Tig at the house at Hal Holbrook's house. Um, yeah. There's so much comedy. And, and I think it was because there was, even though Abel was gone, even though we had all this stuff with the IRA, even though we had all this other stuff within us, we were okay, which was yeah. 
like there was no talk about you and Clay with the stuff with Donna. There was no talk about any. It's never going to be over, but it was over. You know, it was over. We've moved on. There's more serious things going on now. So we are allowed to forget about that stuff. But I've already told, excuse me, I've already told Opie in season two. We'll get to that show when we do it. I've already told him it was me who pulled the trigger. So Opie knows. We all know. Everyone knows. It's like everyone knows. Got it. And, And so there was literally no tension within the club at this moment. And I remember just thinking like watching clay and Jax, cause that's really where 99% of attention came from until, you know, me and me and Jax, but it was like that was, and, and obviously pre pre to that you and you and Opie and you and all that, but it was a- like, abs- no, absolutely. This was so great because it was just, it was all out. It was like the club against everyone. That's what it felt and, like, like us against everyone. And am I crazy? But the scene we're talking about, how funny was that at the end? We were, you guys were all laughing. Yeah. You guys were all going to go on this Canadian venture, eh? Like everyone was kind of. Yeah, he says you're all unstable individuals, and you're like, yeah, rah, rah, rah. everybody's yeah, like, yeah. Everyone, that we haven't had that forever. In shows upon shows in the past, that was amazing. My favorite. So speaking of Hal Holbrook, um, I yeah. just watched all the President's Men again. Into the Wild. Yeah. He's you know truly one of the greatest actors. He's doing this scene alone where he has the rifle and he looks like he's going to take crying like a g like he just got it he's the guy and you've said this you hung in there as juicy pants early so you had more fucking words than goddamn hamlet i mean you really juice's character really evolved and we'll get into that when we get to four or five six you and i've said this when we have you know just if sometimes you have no lines i, I was we were we were all there we, we were all there you still have to be in it oh. Be in it. Hal Holbrook, yes, it was about him. Yes, there's a rifle involved. There's no dialogue. So it's all up here. And how Billy shot that and where the camera went and, and just how he was feeling. I doubt you, Theo, they did that more than one or two times. Because Hal just right did here. nothing. Right he here. was right here, thinking about Rose, thinking about his life. And you didn't know. Ever, what was going to happen there? That is called great writing, great acting, and it's it's mesmerizing to watch. And 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 truly, why he is? You know, I mean, he is like one of the best. And and we were so fortunate because at that point, we're getting like the best of the best. You know, with the fact that we got Hal Holbrook. I mean, he's you know Oscar nominated, whatever. But the fact that we got him is and and the way he played it, you just have like some of the greatest. So so okay, so we're there. Uh, we just talked about, and this is right where that Lila wanting to do a porn scene with Opie, super romantic, whatever. Let's skip over that because we talked about it already. So um, here's what's funny. Maggie is now entered the house where you are. Yeah. She's, she's there. Um, it's so great. You guys, that was a real house? Yeah. Mm, it wasn't a stage. No. It was a beautiful house. It was again in, 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 you know, North Hollywood there, like by Sunland and, and Topanga Canyon where mm-hmm. we were and all, all those little areas. And, uh, it was a beautiful ranch off the beaten track, super hot and chilly at nighttime. And we were there, I don't know, three or four days. It was fun. Yeah. So Tara, and, and, and I thought it was so great because Tara comes up. The one thing that I really appreciate about Tara that we've been doing these and Maggie in general, cause I've, I've seen her in a few other things, but, not like this. Maggie has an incredible ability to play everything very even. Like her character is so even 
that she kind of earns those whenever she gets mad or whenever. And this episode, she is way off her game, right? Because so many things occur to her that weren't supposed to occur, right? She thinks she's going there to help Gemma and fix you up. And a whole can of shit opens on her, you know, with, with Amelia downstairs and all that. And, uh, and, and, you know, we'll, and we'll go into that of what goes into that, but I just really, she never forces her performances. And I've been looking at that so much with actors, especially in this movie I'm doing right now. I've been doing a lot of research on different movies in the genre and all that. And I'm realizing, yeah. And I've just been realizing like, it's such a pleasure to see acting that's not forced step. And you know, this better than anyone. Because you can just see it. And hers is so beautifully even and never forced, no God, matter what the situation is. You couldn't have said it better. And if for everyone listening out there, she's playing a doctor. I don't know how many doctors we all know personally, but doctors are a weird bunch. They work with their hands and their heads and their reading. She's a surgeon. Top notch. Did she come from Charming? You bet. Does she have a tattoo on her lower back? You bet she does. But she's a fucking doctor. And Tara, Maggie Siff, always came from there. All her performance in this entire seven seasons was it came from there, and then it blossomed, and it changed, and it got gnarly, then it got quiet. But I love what you said. That's a huge compliment for her. She is so and it's pure. so fucking great to watch. Yeah. Because because we've all had these like big character moments, especially Tig and Juice and all that. And for her, it's just such a pleasure because the, she grounds that story, like just grounds it. And and uh, and you need that. And again, it's great writing, it's great acting, it's whatever. So, um, I, what I was saying there is, um, okay, it's good stuff, Amelia, yeah. she's downstairs. Amelia, your girl, yeah, does the okie doke on her. And yeah. racks her in the head with like a fire extinguisher or something. No, poor Tara. Right on the chop. Right, right there. Ooh. Boom. Right out. You're out. Gone. That's, so. a, that's a hit in a great cup. That's a, that's, a, that's a Rough Rider Saskatoon to the that's, DC that's, Lions. That, <laughs> look at you pulling out your CFL nostalgia. We were there at the great I'm cup. Canada, you saw Canada. the. I'm in Canada. You saw you are in Canada. There was, there's yeah. no CFL this year. It's very sad but it is a different world right now. We'll come back. We'll, we'll come, come back. back. We'll, and stronger yeah. than ever. And we'll be at a Tara, great cup again. Yes, we will. So Tara gets knocked right out on her ass. Right out. And now, now Monique, Amelia, she's on the run. She's going to escape for sure. Great. She even Whoop. takes her shoes. She even takes her oh, shoes. Oh, yeah. She's, she's going to get that 20 grand or 15 grand, whatever the reward was. She's out. But. But. She, but she before we get you know to that. Before we get to that. Yeah. We got Hal Holbrook's playing with the dementia. How you know what I realized when we were dealing with the the dementia and all that stuff with Hal Holbrook's character? Yeah. I had a moment where I paused it and I went, "We have touched on every single issue of almost like the human condition in Sons of Anarchy. We <sighs> talked about everything: assault, heartbreak, you know, cancer, babies, and cancer and everything. dementia. Like we touch on everything." We sure do. Sutter really did his research with all that shit. We don't, we don't leave any stone unturned in this show. Amazing. So, so, okay. We don't get back to, remember, she hasn't left yet. We're still going into other parts of the episode. She's getting ready to get out. Yeah. She's getting ready, but she hasn't done it yet. So then we go to see Oswald again. Here's Oswald. He had to do a lot of episodes, that guy, right? Oswald. He did. He did. He did a lot. He did. 
he always plays like an official, like either a cop or an FBI guy or a military yeah. guy. Every time I see him in something, he's a great yeah. actor, but yeah, he's always really official. Actor. Yeah. Well, he's got that look. He's got that official look. He's got that official look. Uh, that's he's an in interesting the, thing to have an official he, look. I think he was in the Hunger Games too, that guy. Yeah. Right? I, I don't have an official look. You don't. No. No. You don't have an official I'm look. Still, I'm still looking for mine. I don't know where it is. It's funny. I say this. I was just saying this with the director of this film. It's like, even if we play nice guys, people think something's wrong with him, right? Is he not like, he's probably a bad guy at the end. And then when, if the movie ends and you're not a bad guy, they go, that's surprising. I thought he'd be the guy who does something wrong. <laughs> You've met my mother, Joyce, many, many times. Yeah. And it, it's oh, still yeah. not, nothing changes when I call her. Who are you playing now? I'm playing a doctor. Do you kill anyone? <laughs> Do you live at the end? That's it. It's all mom knows. Am I killing someone or do I live? I'm playing a doctor, mom. Yeah, but who do you kill? Well, you, you have to be playing the dirt. Like he has to be a yeah. bad doctor. He has to be <laughs> malpractice. Like there has to be something, right? You can't just be a, a good Some. person. And I'm like, Crazy. that's the story of my life. So I said, you know, the trick for me is when I'm playing nice guys, the, the good thing is, is as an actor, you want to keep everybody guessing. They're always going to be guessing because they're going to think you're going to do something wrong the whole movie, even if you don't. So at least it'll keep them aware. So he has a great government in charge. Look, you and I don't. Um, okay. So now let's go back to, she goes upstairs. She's ready to take Gemma out. Your friend, your, your, your girl, Amelia, that does not go right. No, uh, no, it doesn't go right. Uh, not, not, not for anybody. So it, they have a little again cat fight. Are we there? You want to talk about that? The stabbing. Yeah. She, yeah. She, she, she stabs herself yeah. against the wall. It's one of the best lines you ever have in the series. After, but go ahead. I don't even know what I said. What did I say? I leave doesn't you, matter. I leave, you, I leave you kids alone for ten minutes. Oh yeah, that that's <laughs> that that's that's coming up. Yeah, right. like uh, yeah, exactly. I leave you guys for oh, ten. Because, that's exactly because no, of the situation. Right. situation. Tell me, tell me what happened. She comes up. She's got the knife to Gemma's neck. Yeah, no, they, they, they do the whole, the, she's going to escape and she doesn't escape and, and they're going to scrap. And then all of a sudden you think Gemma's going to get killed. And then Tara comes up from the dead, right? Smacks her on top of the head. So the knife gets spin, spun around. She's up against the wall and boom, the knife's right in her. There's Monique. Thanks for coming. On her back. Beautiful actress, beautiful girl. She's dead. Kid comes in 10 minutes. I leave you girls alone for 10 minutes. And this is what happens. Like I'm just outside having a smoke, taking a not kiss, e- but not at- even thinking about the body. It's like, no, like, no, just like what the fuck? It, what happened? Not, what happened? not. Oh my god, someone's dead. <laughs> no, 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 no. Chick's been through all that shit, right? Just, god damn it, god damn it. Ten minutes, and this wasn't intentional. But Gemma does her whole Gemma thing where she basically blames her, blames Tara for going down there, and you're the one who wanted to let her hands loose. Right. So she blames her. Not like, oh my God, I just killed someone. She blames Tara, makes her feel even worse for what happened. Okay. So this is another thing. And I just brought this up before. Clay and Jax are working together. Gemma and Tara are working together. Everyone's happy, even in the madness. There is good for you. No. Everybody's working together. Good for you. In the bad stuff. Even in the bad shit, even with even with the, the caregiver on the floor, deader than a doornail and a knife in her chest. Now, what are we going to do with that body, Thea? What are we going to do? Best thing ever. You know what's coming. And and uh, I got to tell you, I, 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 
Oh, before we get to that, I want to address something else that's been in the comments because it came up here. Jax and Clay are outside of Lynn's place. Sure. Jax is having a smoke. He's talking about, uh, and Clay and him have an incredible scene about, um, I'm going to turn into you. So I'm going to go in and grab a girl or whatever Clay says, some misogynist line or whatever. That he's going to go in and grab something because he, because whatever it is. And, and it says to uh, uh, Jax, because he's talking about how much he misses Gemma. Yeah. In that scene, Jax gets that call and says like, Jesus Christ. I would really love to know how many times Jesus Christ has said on this show in seven years. <laughs> a lot. A lot. A lot. Um, we have, for people who don't know. Do a count. Somebody do a count. About, someone do a count. Like when, when Chip says Jackie Boy, which I just found out, was almost every episode a hundred times. And he came someone up with it. Someone told me when he came up with it. Uh, season one. God bless Tommy. I mean, it was a great line for him. But uh, for people who don't know out there that are listening, we were on FX. Biggest hit on FX with all those incredible shows before and, and obviously the shows after. Mm-hmm. When you're on FX at 10 o'clock at night, not being a pure, it's cable, but it's not HBO or Showtime where you can say the F word. There's certain curse. words. Pardon me? Can't curse. You, you can't curse, but you can say certain words. Shit. Jesus Christ. You can't say God a lot. If you, did you can't remember that? There, no. You know what I mean? There's certain things and you can only say a few of them in an episode. So trust me, here's Sutter, who every second word is F-U-C-K, trying to come up with what are we allowed? What are we allowed? So shit, Jesus Christ, that was uh, a, a thing that we could say a lot. And that's why it was. Can you lot. imagine we were allowed to curse on that show? It would be, no pun intended, a shit show. Well, I remember watching The Sopranos. I told you this a million times. And it was for me the first time in those late 90s when it was on. For the, I, I've never seen so much uh, cursing yeah. in all, like every, every scene. There was the F and it just and, and the C word and other things that were just like uh, the freedom of speech. And it kind of worked. Our show uh, couldn't do that. But boy, people sure got used to. So, we said, we, so the point is that's why we said Jesus Christ a lot because it right. almost becomes a filler. So right. I'm going to let you take it from here on something that I just think is truly one of the coolest moments I did not get to experience, unfortunately. But um, here comes Stephen motherfucking King. Uh, so I got to tell me everything. I, I'm going to tell you everything. So I remember, uh, you know, you brought up Hal Holbrook and all these incredible actors who wanted to be on our show. And, and some of them were invited so happily, and uh, we welcomed them with open arms. So Sutter, because you guys are doing your thing, and Tig is doing his Gemma Island thing, and now Tara Gemma Island thing, and we've got beautiful Monique on the ground, gone. Uh, Sutter tells me that they, they just signed Stephen King to play, to play, to, to play in this. And, uh, and, and I, 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 re- I remember, I, I remember um, okay, wait a minute. He, he, he's the guy, he's the guy who I called to come and fix everything, the fixer. He's going to come and do this. Stephen King pulled up. It was a nighttime shoot and he shows up and, uh, he has an orange motorcycle. I don't know if that was his call or Kurt's call, but they, he wanted an orange motorcycle. So there he was big ass Harley, uh, just big, big bike, Electroglide big. And he rides it like a champ. 
for those of you who know, he's injured. His left right hip is injured. He's got a big car accident years and years before that. He got hit by a car. He was up in Maine at his place, and uh, he could have died. He didn't. He's a stud. He shows up, and the first thing out of his mouth to me is, hey, Tig, how you doing? And I remember, I remember going up to him, shaking his hand, Kim Co. He never called me Kim one time. He called me Tig, day in, day out. We talked about his novels. We talked about him. Talked about me. He, he, you know, when he started Twitter, he he followed me and Sutter right away, like right right away. I mean, that guy, I just his politics, everything about him, I love so much. Yeah. So for me, Theo was, in, and you've had times like this, but for me. It was like meeting Gordie Howe. It was yeah. like meeting uh, a true uh, fictional hero of these fictional books that are just, uh, he's one of the greatest writers in the world. And here he is because he loved the show. Loved the show. He wanted to be on the show. And so there he was. So, and he did, and the greatest thing is he didn't disappoint because you and I have talked about this a lot. You know, they always say, be careful. Don't be careful meeting people you admire because they might disappoint you. Right. And, and with him, I, you know, I mean, again, he's shaped culture. He's ultimately shaped so much of my entertainment forever. His mind is so, and his story and who he is. And what I heard was he was like Manson, you know, later on that we'll talk about. He was such a crazy fan of Sons. And here we are. Remember, if we're season three, episode three, this is really only the first two seasons that people have seen. So he's a huge fan and we've only had 26 episodes. We're not into Correct. like Sons of Anarchy chaos of all over the world. Correct. So he was this OG fan. And the way he played that character, the minimal words, the moving of the teeth, the moving of the hair, the coming in on the bike, how cool he was. And here's my favorite part of it, and you, you probably can't give this up to yourself, so I will. The way Tig played him, the way Tig looked at him was how you want your spouse to look at you. You were in love with Bachman because of the way he handled the bodies and the way he got rid when he When someone says, and I, I, don't, I didn't write it down, but she goes, well, where is she? And he goes, who? And you just take in the background. It's like, no, no, it, that, that, the look on my face, on Tig's face with, with Gemma, when Bachman asked for eighties music and he goes over and does a teeth and grabs Monique in the breasts and and shakes those a little bit. And he's just checking out the body and the length and the whole thing. I'm in awe. In awe. I'm, I'm going to school. It was like a physics class in third year university at, Dumbledore. Like, I am like in awe of this man. Don't know what he's going to do, but I have a feeling. Whatever he, whatever Gemma had in the, in the garage, I'll get the rest because he's the fixer, he's the cleaner, he's Bachman. He's going to get rid of this body. And so there was no acting involved for me. Th- these are the moments you have them in this show. For me, when I first saw Venus, we'll get into that much later. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted to make sure that I hadn't seen. Walter before that day. So that day would be real. This watching Stephen King do what he did in that basement. I could, I could still be there today. It was so much. And, fun. and, and I got to tell you, it was, and I tell this, and again, we've talked about this at length is some of the best acting that people can do in the world is without words. 
I tell actors, stop worrying about the fucking words and worry about yes. your eyes and worry about your looks and worry about your eyes never lie. And, and people are so consumed with dialogue that they miss the point of acting. And you did it all on your face. And I was just, it was like truly Thanks. one of my favorite parts of the episode. So now we go to uh, the porn party at Lynn's. Shit show as always. SOA brawl. <laughs> music on. People are going through windows. No, exactly. I was in it. It was a shit show. How were those nights without me? I mean, I, I always like to be a part of them, even when we, did, we didn't have much to do, because they were still fun Friday night into Saturday. That would look like it was more fun than summer. It was. It was more contained. Um, yeah. You know, what, what becomes a shit show on those is you want to make sure that the fights always look real. But sometimes stunt guys like to do stuff that's like not real, meaning that like you I know, know exactly what yeah, you're talking like about. Like you're like my guy's not a trained MMA fighter. Like he's not going to do this move. He's just going <laughs> to like jump on him and start cracking, punching him in the face. And and so what happens is sometimes actors that maybe don't know that or think like that, they start doing like these somersaults, and this person's doing this. So in that, I thought it was a very. Uh, contained fight it was very real and it was fast and uh it was fun we hadn't done something like that and and whatever billy did with that video camera thing of opie coming in like opie yeah. coming the, yeah the angle of the video yeah that was good there. that was good super I like cool because it kind of went cloverfield style and started like moving and i love that um that he did that yeah See that reference? You were in that movie. I was. You were in that, that movie. Was, that you were very great. good in that movie. I mean, if you didn't point it out, it probably would have been better, but that's okay. So, <laughs> um, so yes, you weren't there, but it was great. And then uh, we go to Taryn Manning and uh, Cherry. What, why is she there? Theo's lost. Um, I don't know. No. Why? No, Theo, you have to know. Let's go back for a second, if sure. I may. Ready? Sure. Okay. So, Cherry... The late great prospect in our show. Half sack. Yeah, half sack. Mm -hmm. Johnny Lewis. He is with Cherry. Am yeah. I right? Am I right? Yeah. And then and then something happened with Cherry that was she smacked someone or she did something for the club. Did we send her to Ireland? Gem a Gemma hit her with a skateboard. Fine. But did we send her to Ireland? Somebody did. What the fuck is she doing in Ireland? Somebody did. Can't wait to catch up on those shows, people. Okay, somebody did. So she goes there. She doesn't know half sex. Gone. No. Um, she's very upset. But she gets Gemma's number for Maureen. Uh, we see Gemma's BlackBerry ringing. I haven't seen one of those in forever. Do you ever have? I never had a BlackBerry. Do you have one? I did. I, did. I had it in front of you. You were the first one to tease me. I never had. You know, what, what, are you, what are you doing, you idiot? Get the iPhone. Yeah. I'm going. Hey, I, man. I like my. I like my little texting thing. I like those. Yeah. Gone. Never had it. No, nah. I, was not, I know they call them crackberries or whatever. Never had one. Didn't know anything about it. Um, so, yeah, I wrote, I had, to, I had to go back to and write that Tig Loves Bachman where he says, where's who? When he says, where's who, that, that pause, it, it literally, everyone stops and you just go, I, I need a poster of your look there because it's so amazing. Um, okay. Funny shit. Fun, fun Funny stuff. Shit. So then we go back to, um, okay. Gem, uh, Jax and Opie are talking. Do you know what I couldn't get my eyes off of in this scene? Do you remember that Miller Lite used to sponsor the show? 
I forgot until you just said it just now. They were big sponsors. Do you remember like we have to do takes over because you had to have the label pointed? Show the label. For fuck's sake. Show the label. I no, I'm I'm basically doing Richard the Third over here with my four lines, and now you want to do it again because I didn't show the Miller Light enough. Jesus Christ! Okay, mm-hmm. do it again. Fuck's sake with the product placement. So I saw the big two <laughs> Miller Lights. Uh, Opie and Jax are having this great, you know, um, conversation, and then of At course, the tech. yeah, back and forth, yeah, and then of course, Juice has to come running in with the Intel. The laptop, laptop in hand, attached. You're so to good at that, shit. like a you pizza. Sleep. Like a pizza coming in. You won't believe it. This is where he is, and I or I show Cameron Hayes. You know, uh, yeah, with that grainy video of him. He's got the babe. Yeah, there he is. There he is, and uh, and 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 then boom, we go to we go, and it's another episode. But again, why that is uh, a question before we go was Stephen King in any other episodes. No. That was it. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Pretty yeah. fucking amazing. How, look at my face. Like, look at your face. We get to say Stephen King was in Sons. And, and I, I got I to tell the, the fans out there, Stephen and I, we, 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 uh, we text once in a while. And he's a huge hockey guy. He's a huge Tampa Bay Lightning guy. Wow. And so yeah. we haven't talked about hockey because the world is in a different place right now. And it's kind of wacky and whatever. But, uh, He's just such a well-rounded, loving, smart, political being that just can write flat-out horror stories like no one's business. And, and not and, just and horror. No, everything. Yeah, I mean, everything. everything. He's motherfucking Stephen King. He fucking stand by me. You know, yeah. I, I, every single thing, you know. So, so, again, I just watched, you know, I know he had problems with The Shining, but I did just watch it again, the one with Jack. Um, and uh, just... So yeah, cool. you told me that. You were watching some movies so lately. So cool, yeah. 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 So just uh, that's Caregiver and uh, that's motherfucking Stephen King. Um, guess what's coming next? Oh, no. Get next ready. week. The Are we ready? The fucking episode ever. I'll Arguably. Argue, am I talking too loud in these things, Theo? What do you Probably. think? Probably, yeah. We're both loud. We're soft. Yeah. Both loud. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to go to season three, episode 13. Fuck. N S. Here we go. Here we See go. you next week. Love See you. See you next week. I love you too, brother. Let me, Fuck, uh... that was fun. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory Pod, hashtag Theory Pod, capital T H E O, small R Y, capital P O D. If we're talking Reaper reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say, this life goes by in a blink. So stay up, stay awake, keep being the example, um, and let's keep making a difference. All right? All right. Hey, yo, shout out to my crew, the Theory Team, the team, okay? Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash, to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer 
slash web slash everything Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire Theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up. Um, incredible people, incredible humans, and I'm fortunate and proud to have them.